I actually saw a connection personally, like how gratitude affected my financial spending habits. But for me, I was hesitant on it. Which are two of the biggest and most important components to a relationship where someone feels seen for the effort that they've put in mm -hmm. and they know that it was valued. It's helped me appreciate you even more. And I, I believe it's strengthened our relationship as well. Are you a six-figure household, but you're struggling to build wealth? Money isn't a problem, yet you don't have a financial strategy. You and your spouse just can't seem to get aligned, and it's holding you back. Welcome to Rad Money, the finance podcast for millennial married couples. We're Rebecca and Dylan. And our goal with this podcast is to help you stop arguing about money so you can start building real wealth. Because the world needs more good, wealthy people. Welcome to today's episode of the Rad Money Podcast. Today, we are talking about gratitude and money. And relationships. And relationships and how gratitude can make you be better with your finances and improve your relationship and how all three of these things are interconnected. Yeah, I'm so excited. It, you know, with tomorrow being Thanksgiving, we always talk about gratitude at, around this time of year because it has this amazing, powerful connection and influence on how you manage your money, how you feel about the choices that you make, the financial decisions that you make. And so I, I'm so excited about this. And then now that we're talking about couples, we're talking specifically to our married couples. We're also layering in this new level, this new layer of how gratitude and your money also impacts the way that you work with your spouse with your money and so this is going to be great a little bit longer episode because we know you're on the road you're cooking a ton of food so you need something to listen to entertain you so yep. <laughs> uh, so stick with us and hopefully you'll find a lot of value in this and maybe even some extra conversation starters over the thanksgiving table this year speaking of the thanksgiving dinner table we know how those awkward conversations go where how are things going, what's new with you, etc. And if you're sick and tired of having the same report every year and you want something really exciting to tell your family next year, what about financial freedom? What if this time next year you got to report to your family that you had paid off all of your debts, you had saved a certain amount of money, you had gotten yourself to a point where you could finally leave that toxic job that you absolutely hated talking about every time that they'd ask you, how's work going? And the best way to do that, the best place to start is with the Cash Flow Freedom Framework. It's our online course available to new subscribers for free. And if you sign up now, you can start to implement all of the things that you're going to learn immediately. And by next Thanksgiving, you're going to be in a completely new place with your finances. So make sure to check out the link in the show notes, sign up for the newsletter, and you'll get your code to get the Cash Flow Freedom Framework for free. But even if you've already missed out on the free code, $97 to completely change your financial situation is such a bonus. I mean, we've had so many testimonials, so many reports of people who have taken this course and been blown away with the amount of value, whether they paid or they got in for free. They've been amazed. If you apply the lessons that we teach you there, you are absolutely going to find yourself in a different position 12 months from now. And we're so excited about that for you. So don't sleep on this. Take action as soon as you can. Go click the link in the show notes and get signed up. But with that, now let's talk about gratitude and your finances. I think this is one of the more fascinating connections that where we're really getting into not only just the mindset, but the heart position of how we use our money, how we think about our money and I'm just really excited to dig into this conversation today. I'm excited about this as well because gratitude has been something that has improved my life. And I actually saw a connection personally, like how gratitude affected my financial spending habits. And I had a direct correlation with that. 
But before we get into everything, I would like to just define what a gratitude practice is. So a gratitude practice is actually taking the time to sit down, meditate, even journal about the things that you're grateful for. So instead of using the word grateful, so things that I appreciate, things that I'm thankful for, the good things that are in my life, and specifically focusing on things that money can't buy is even more important and even more valuable through the practice. But for me, I was hesitant on it at first. A few years ago, Rebecca was telling me that she was doing gratitude practice. And I was like, oh, that's cool, but I don't need that. I say thank you. And, you know, I'm pretty happy with like how things are. So I don't need to like sit down and actually write them down. But eventually I took Re Rebecca's advice and I started a gratitude practice and I, I noticed how much it did improve my life. And actually one of the things that's really interesting for me is that I never thought I was much of a buyer or like a, a consumer. You know, I didn't, as you might've heard the joke already, like I won't even buy new socks if I have holes in my socks. That's kind of like the consumer that I am. I'm like, oh, well, it's not totally broken yet, so I don't need it. But I did have a bit of a gear obsession like climbing gear and jackets and things like that. And I was always looking at like, what's new, the new color, the new technology, the lighter ropes. And I was always checking stuff out. I was always about upgrading. But I started the gratitude practice and I actually noticed that wanting for new stuff started to disappear for me. And I didn't necessarily want to get the new jacket because I looked in the closet and I had too many jackets to begin with, or I had my climbing shoes were in great shape or whatever it was. But I started to just focus on what I had instead of the things I didn't. And it really did actually change the way that I thought about the world around me, but also it affected like my consumer habits. Yeah, I think it's really an interesting thing. I, and it's e it is easy to think, you know, five minutes isn't going to change my life. <laughs> and, yeah. and maybe I naturally already have this, you know, a heart position. It's very focused towards gratitude. I think similar to you, I definitely considered myself before I started formally doing a gratitude practice and really taking the time to write it out. We're big fans of always writing things down. It's just going to help with that mind-body connection and help reach your subconscious more. But before I started to do that, I've always had a, a heart position that was very much in gratitude. And I think this was something that was ingrained with me from my family. Just coming up from very humble beginnings, you just focus on what you have rather than just what you don't. That was a value that was instilled in me very much through my family and then also through my faith. You know, I grew up in a Baptist church and one of the many hymns that we sing is count your many blessings. There's just so many parables and stories and parts of the Bible where we're talking about being grateful for what God has blessed you with and all of that. And so that was something that was very much ingrained in me. And so I think for those reasons, I didn't feel as though a gratitude practice was something that was necessary for me either because I thought my heart position was already very much in that position of thanks and appreciation. But very similarly, once I started to formally do it, it definitely just changed, I think, the negativity in my brain. It just made me more positive in a lot of ways. Yeah. And it definitely really helped, in, especially when I started to do a gratitude practice specifically about you as my husband. And it changed the way I thought about you in a lot of ways. So like you were saying, when you have a gratitude practice, it's more powerful when you do focus on things that money cannot buy. That's just going to give you more satisfaction from the practice. It's going to be really more effective and it really is going to help with your money management. Um, but when you also focus on your spouse and the things that you're grateful for with your spouse, that's going to be so powerful for your relationship as well. So those are all the things that we really want to talk about a little bit today and kind of explain to right. you about how this practice could influence the way that you use your money, how this practice can influence the way that you see your spouse, 
And then how all of those things can really come together to make managing money as a couple much, much easier. And you both get to be in this happier, more positive mindset, and you're able to work together better and get through hard times together, all these different things, all just with five minutes a day of focusing on gratitude. All right. So let's dive into the connection first with gratitude and money. And when we first started coaching, something that we noticed about ourselves and our clients was that, you know, a lot of the decisions that we made with our money were not logical decisions. They were emotionally based decisions. And so it led to Rebecca thinking we should be not just reading books on finance, but we should really be looking at psychology and neuroscience, brain behavior. So Rebecca started to look into books on the topics of psychology and neuroscience and and how our brain functions and, and how we end up actually making a lot of decisions emotionally and how we can start to change that behavior so that we can start to make more logical decisions. Yeah, really very early on in our journey, I knew that when it came to financial education, you know, a lot of people really like to talk about financial education being the problem and why people can't seem to get anywhere with their finances. And while I don't completely disagree with that, I think the bigger thing is that we're just very emotional creatures. And so I wanted to know how to help people to do the things that they would need to do in order to reach their financial goals. Because when you really look at it, to reach financial freedom, like I say all the time, it's math that a fourth grader could do. You know, right. you really don't need to have this huge education in, in personal finance to reach your goals. It's pretty basic math. But what really we wanted to hone in on was more your habits and your behaviors. And a lot of that comes down to the psychology of it. How do you think about money and how do you feel about money? Really, one big part of it was the heart position of people when it comes to how they use their money and what they're using their money for. And so that really was where we started to kind of connect these dots of these three things that kind of in the influence how we use our money. And so as we started to do all this research, we started to learn about things like impulse control and how important your relationship with your future self is, all of these different things to be able to delay gratification and actually reach these financial goals. And one thing that really started to stand out was how gratitude can really help you to be more connected with your present self and more content in the present moment, help quell those urges to act impulsively seeking that immediate gratification. And so it really started to stand out to us quite a bit that this was something that could really assist people who want to change the way that they use their money and also just be happier overall. Right. So it was the idea that like, okay, there's all these things that can help you be better with your money, delayed gratification, impulse control. But how do you how do you cultivate uh, that? How do you cultivate that? And one of the best tools that we found for this was gratitude, because all the the research and literature around gratitude said it would help you do those things. And so we started to connect the dots that if I do gratitude, then I'm going to be better at impulse control and impulse control can help me be better with long term decision making with my finances. Yeah, it's really incredible how it works. Again, the lived experience that I think both of us have really had. The more and more that I do this, the less and less I care about money, the less and less. And like, and I know I say that that's a ridiculous statement, but the more that I do a gratitude practice, the less I care about material items, the less I care about wealth symbols and status and, uh, you know, competing with my peers or any sort of comparison really in general which is such a fuel to... Isn't that the Teddy Roosevelt quote? Like comparison is the thief of all joy. Yeah, but it's also... Comparison is also something that fuels a lot of buying and a lot of buying and consumerism on debt. I mean, keeping up with the Joneses, which is now keeping up with the Kardashians. 
You know, I mean, <laughs> like, but seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so gratitude is this really amazing thing that I just know that we've both had this lived experience. We've also seen it with our clients in taking these five minutes every single day to help you realize that you're actually very blessed. And that helps you to really ease stress, ease anxiety, and be able to overcome the challenges that you do have. All right. So there's two things that I want to pull out of what Rebecca's saying here, and we're going to dive into them even deeper in just a second, that there, there are two primary benefits of gratitude in your finances. The first is that a gratitude practice can help you reduce your overall spending. And the second is that the gratitude practice will help you make better financial decisions. And we're going to dive into both of these. So the first one is gratitude can help you reduce your spending. This one in particular, I spoke on this about how I noticed my gratitude practice helped me reduce my wants. And so I stopped thinking about all the new gear and everything. If you search the internet for can gratitude help me reduce my spending, I didn't find any studies, but I found a bunch of people writing about their own personal experiences, how gratitude helped them reduce that impulse, reduce that want to buy new things because they were more content with the things that they already had. Yeah, I would love to run that study one day. Honestly, I think it would be really fascinating. But yeah, as of right now, it doesn't exist. There's nobody actually measuring, okay, this is how much you spend on average. And now you're going to do a gratitude practice. That that doesn't exist. But yes, a lot of anecdotal people who are backing up exactly what Dylan and I are saying that we've experienced for ourselves. So while if you're someone who's like looking for the scientific data, it just doesn't exist. We're just going to be very honest with you. It doesn't exist. So here's how it really works. Based off of all of the different people's experiences that we have read through, our personal experience, our clients, et cetera, really simplified. A gratitude practice is going to help you reduce your spending because first and foremost, gratitude practice is you focusing on what you have, right? You're showing gratitude, thanks, appreciation for what is already in your life as opposed to what you don't have. So that means that you're going to have fewer wants. When we have a lot of wants, that usually means we're spending money. Yep. By having fewer wants, it's going to lead to fewer purchases, which means more money to go towards your bigger goals and really align that money more so with your values rather than using your money to fulfill some other void in your life. By focusing on what we have, we're no longer focusing on what we don't have. Right. And we're not focusing on all of these different wants. We're focusing on the things that we already have that make our life really great. Because one thing that I really like to call out to when I talk about gratitude, one thing that I really like to talk about is how it really ends this feeling of seeking outwardly to feel happiness, to be fulfilled, and to really look inside. Because happiness really isn't is an inside job. It comes from within. I think the sooner that you learn that lesson, the better. By having this gratitude practice, you're no longer seeking for things that you can buy or experiences that you can pay for to be what makes you happy. And you start to focus more on the things that truly bring fulfillment, the things that truly add value into your life that money actually cannot buy. And therefore, it's more precious than anything you any amount of money could ever buy. Right. And the gratitude practice helps reduce your spending because it's all about attention, right? Like if my attention is focused on the things that I have in life and not the things that I don't have or these wants that I have, then I'm not really want to spend money because I'm, I'm totally focused on what I already have. But if my attention and focus is all on things that I want and I don't have yet and I, I'm comparing myself to other people and I'm like, oh, if I only had this thing that they had, then I'm going to be more likely to spend money. And more likely to just be miserable. You know, if you're just constantly chasing after this thing that, you know, and the bar's always moving, especially if you have this mental habit, always just striving for something that is just outside of your reach, that's misery. You know, that's torture. 
Right. So yeah, it's really powerful in so many ways. And even though we don't have the studies that can measure or quantify the way that gratitude helps reduce your spending, there was a study years ago that talked about the connection between gratitude and how much happiness that brings to your life versus doubling your income. Yeah, so there was a study by the London School of Economics and they were just studying happiness in general. And so they correlated that gratitude would raise someone's happiness a certain amount. They were able to quantify that. And when it came to finances, the only way to get the same level of increased happiness was to double your income. So a five-minute daily gratitude practice will increase your happiness just as much as doubling your income could. Yeah, and it takes five minutes a day and it's completely free. Yeah. And like we said earlier, the second way that gratitude can really help you manage your money better is by helping you make better financial decisions to actually make more logical financial decisions as opposed to very emotional. So this is where we're talking about gratitude helping with that impulse control. You're able to quell that need for immediate gratification. By having this habit of practicing gratitude on a regular basis, you're actually able to really slow down when you see things that, yes, you might want, but you're able to slow down and realize that this is a want, not a need, and to make a better analysis of if it's something that you should really purchase, it is going to add joy to your life, and it's actually going to be worth that transaction. Let's say, for instance, like you want a new couch. Sounds great. Sounds awesome. When you have gratitude as a part of your regular habit, just the way that you think, as opposed to just immediately being like, boom, I want this new couch and I'm going to get it. You're able to actually stop and say, well, I already have a couch. It's functioning, right? It's working well, kind of like you were saying earlier, like if it's not broke, then I don't need to replace it. That neural connection in your brain is more established. And so you're able to actually slow down and really weigh your options. Yes, I really want this couch, but is this couch in my price range? Is this in my budget? Is this something that I really need right now? Or is it something that I can slow down, take my time and save up for? And really by waiting and saving, you can end up buying something that's of higher quality and that will last longer than if you just ended up buying something on an impulse because you're like, oh, I wanted that, right? And that's the whole thing is like quality over quantity. If we're buying a cheap couch, then we end up replacing the cheap couch over and over again, opposed to if we just saved up for a high quality couch that will last a very long time. It might be more expensive upfront to purchase, but in the lifetime of that couch, you're gonna save money because you haven't replaced it a bunch of times like the cheap one would have. Yeah, and then this is also where it's really important to have this gratitude practice to be able to cool the impulse because even if you're like, oh, well, I only shop very high quality, but are you buying things that are outside of your budget? Still acting very emotionally and moving on something before you can actually afford it. And now you're just putting yourself in debt. So maybe you're buying high quality and that's all you do. And you aren't in this like cycle of buying cheap things because, you know, that just look nice and then constantly replacing them. Maybe that's not you. But are you actually waiting on the purchase until you can fully afford it or are you putting it on debt? So these are all ways that gratitude can help you make way better financial decisions. So to summarize, basically, gratitude gives you this mindset that I have what I need right now, and that's just going to make it a lot easier to wait to make any improvements to your lifestyle that you want to make. So this, a lot of this is really focused on, again, the consumption, being a consumer, buying things. And a lot of that trickles into lifestyle and our comparison to others, feeling like I need this new thing because I saw it on Instagram, all this sorts of things. When we have this gratitude, we know that we have what we need right now. But if we do want to make those improvements, it's just that much easier to slow down, wait, do it really the right financially responsible way of saving for it first. 
Yeah, because no matter whether you're an impulse shopper or you're someone who feels like you are good with your spending your money, I'll use myself as the example here is gratitude can help you just slow it down a little bit. Say, I got what I need and I'm not going to just spend my money because I kind of want to but I'm going to really be intentional about how I'm spending that money. Yeah, we really, we just all need these tools in our toolkit to help us be able to balance out the constant bombardment of marketing and social media and all these different things that kind of, that do encourage us to keep buying things that we can't always afford. So it's really just such a powerful thing to start practicing and to help you be better with your money. Gratitude also helps with those long-term financial goals that you have as well. Just like we've been saying with all these other pieces is that when we're focused more on what we have now, we don't need outside things to fulfill us. And then we're able to connect with our future self and make sure that we are setting our future self up for success as well. Yeah, the present fulfillment that this gratitude practice really brings allows you to focus on those long-term goals by being happier in the present and making it easier to defer rewards and save for your future self. So by being happy with what you have now, it's so much easier to set that money aside for the future, as opposed to feeling like every dollar that you have right now needs to be put to use right now to try to make you happy in this moment, right? That's the impulse. That's the immediate gratification. So gratitude really helps you slow that down, and it makes it a lot easier to put that money in that investment account, to put that money into savings for a future date, because right now you're good. Your needs are met. And now you're so solid that you feel like you can confidently start to prepare your future self and make sure that your future self is good. So those are the ways that gratitude helps you be better with your money. So it helps you reduce your spending. It also makes you be a better spender so you can actually be a smarter consumer. And then it also helps you to be able to defer those rewards now, defer that immediate gratification by making it a lot easier to save and invest for your future. So now let's talk a little bit about how gratitude can help you in your relationship and how I was sharing earlier. This was a really powerful thing for me when I decided to take my gratitude practice and really focus on you and the things that you brought to my life that obviously money can't buy and the way that it helped me really grow in my in my love for you and how much I cared for you and appreciated just all of the things that you do for me on a day to day basis. I've noticed the same thing as I've started to really just look for the things that I appreciate that you do. It's helped me appreciate you even more. And I I believe it's strengthened our relationship as well. And I think it has to do with just your attention. It's like you're focusing on good things that your partner is doing opposed to the wrong things that they're doing. And you start to see more of the good things each and every time that you focus in on those. We have these negative biases in our brains. It's so much easier to focus on people's shortcomings, what they're not getting right, et cetera. It's just like our natural human mind is to kind of just be negative. I mean, we're pretty negative creatures on, on the whole. And so gratitude practice can really help you rewire your brain and as opposed to just focusing on all the things that maybe you you don't love so much about your partner, which comes super easy, then instead you're focusing on what you do appreciate about them, what they bring into your life that others can't, and how they contribute to your happiness and your joy. I think this is also really powerful, again, in the comparison game. I think in relationships, it's so easy to look at social media and to play this comparison game, to look at social media, to look at movies and Hollywood and all this different stuff, comparing your spouse to what you see online. Yeah, what you think it should be. Comparing your relationship to what you think it should be based off of somebody else's highlight reels. You're comparing your day-to-day life to that. You're comparing your spouse to that. You're looking at these images of these airbrushed, muscular, whatever's, And you're telling yourself like, oh, I wish my spouse was six inches taller. I wish my spouse (laughs) made more money. I wish they drove this car. I wish they all these different things are so easy for people to get really caught up in without them even realizing that it were happening. 
But that's where a lot of resentment in relationship lives is by wishing that your spouse was something that they're not. So stop thinking about that and start focusing on and actually practicing gratitude on what they are and how amazing they are and why you chose them in the first place. Because there is just this, this constant messaging that in the same way that we're talking about the consumer side of it, that has you wanting something more than what you already have when what you already have there's a lot good about it and when you nurture that when you water that when you feed that it's just going to grow and so that's what we mean by this gratitude practice having such a powerful impact on your relationship because you are focusing on the things that are going well and then even extending that thanks to your partner letting them know what you appreciate about them as well is also going to encourage them to want to do more of that and to be that person for you and know what is important to you, right? So like when you show appreciation to me for something that I do, I know that it makes me want to do that more for you. It makes me want to be the source of your joy, you know? Not only is practicing gratitude about your spouse, like in your actual gratitude practice, writing it down in your journal, really powerful, but then sharing that with your spouse is like doubling down on the value that this is going to bring to your relationship. Yeah, that's what I was actually going to focus on as well is not just the fact that like you're looking for the things that you appreciate or and are grateful about your partner, but you're also letting them know because actually it turns out this is something I heard on the Andrew Huberman podcast was that the way that most people think about gratitude, it's like, what am I grateful for? Is That's like how people typically think of it. But actually the, the strongest, the best form of gratitude is to show gratitude towards other people. Letting people know that you're grateful for them actually impacts them so much more. It's not the gratitude that you have. It's people hearing that you're grateful for them. That's even more powerful. It makes perfect sense. Yeah, because how much does it mean to you when you think about someone telling you, thank you for what you've done? Yep. It's everything. It means so much. Like you were saying when we were brainstorming this episode, that makes you literally feel loved and respected all at the same time, which are two of the biggest and most important components to a relationship where someone feels seen for what they've done, for the effort that they've put in, mm -hmm. and they know that it was valued. That is so powerful. Right. Being seen and valued is so important, and especially when, like you've said, like there's a negative bias and we always are, we seem to easily find the things that are going wrong. And so when we focus on those things that are going wrong, it's like kindling on a fire that's going to burn the relationship down. But instead, we want to be focusing on those small things that are building the relationship up, which is the gratitude and showing appreciation to your spouse. Especially, I think, in the household, it's really important because so many of the things that we do can feel like these invisible tasks. Yeah. I feel like this so much that I was busy all day. And I know what I did, but you can't actually see it, right? And so it's kind of hard to feel as though that's going to be valued by your spouse. But like if you just mop the floors and I come home and I'm like, wow, this looks really clean. Thank you so much. That means so much to someone. That means so much to me, at least, when it feels like there's all these things that I do that are invisible. I get that a lot. Where the gratitude is going to be the most impactful is where you show appreciation for those small tasks, the things that someone probably doesn't want to do but has to do them. You know, you mentioned mopping, cleaning the dishes, cooking the dinner, like these things that we that you can easily take for granted, essentially. Yeah. Like without them, the house wouldn't be in shape. There wouldn't be any food on the table. Everything would be out of order and it'd be chaos. But because you do all these things, life is really good. So the beauty and the, the importance of gratitude is that it takes those things that we typically take for granted out of that 
cycle of just forgetting and then putting them into a place where it's they're highly respected and appreciated. Yeah. And I'm sure that some people could take this and twist it and say that, oh, well, you shouldn't have to say thank you for things that are just a part of life. And I just completely disagree with that. I just appreciate your effort. You know, I appreciate the thought and that sort of thing. So I think people could probably take this and say that you don't need to do that all the time. And maybe that's toxic, but I don't try it out and see what happens. Yeah, try it out. See. <laughs> but yeah, because like we said, so um, I, this when we're not showing gratitude for our spouse and we do start to take things for granted, that is where they're can be a lot of these feelings of bitterness, resentment, and we start focusing on shortcomings and mistakes as opposed to the things that are going well. We're watering the wrong things. And so I think that that's the piece about even saying thank you and showing gratitude for these small invisible tasks. That's where that's really important in the household because if they go unseen, unrecognized, for a really long time, that's where you can start to feel really bitter. It's where you can really start to feel resentment. And even just in the division of roles and responsibilities of feeling like, well, I always do this. Well, I always do that. Right. And then your tip for tatting for chores and this and that. So you can really change your relationship by focusing on these different things, writing these things down in your gratitude practice that you appreciate about your spouse. And then also communicating these things to your spouse is going to really change things. But then now let's tie it all together. So we've talked about gratitude and money. We've talked about gratitude in your relationship. Now let's talk about how it all kind of comes together to help you manage money as a couple. So like we've said, gratitude in general, having a gratitude practice makes you happier as an individual. So on an individual level, each of you are in a better place mentally, in a better place emotionally. That's really powerful. Then when you add in this layer of having a gratitude practice specifically around the value and the joy that your spouse brings to your life, well, now that's going to give you a higher relationship satisfaction, right? So in these really big ways, you guys are able to come to the conversation about money from a better place. You, you don't have these overwhelmingly negative thoughts about each other or, you know, this, like I said, this bitterness and resentment. You're in general just feeling more satisfied in your life, more feelings of contentment and satisfaction with what you already have, which lessens the odds of you resenting your spouse for financial mistakes that they may have made in the past or feeling bitter about the way that they get to spend money as opposed to you. And you're not paying, you know, you're not playing that tit for tat and keeping those financial scorecards anymore, right? So When we come to the conversation about money from an overall better, more positive state of mind, that's going to impact the way that you discuss financial matters as a couple. And as we mentioned earlier, gratitude is going to help you spend less money, but it's also going to help both you and your spouse spend less money, which means that you're able to save and invest more. Right. If you as an individual are going to be spending less because you're grateful for the things that you already have. So you aren't seeking outwardly for this happiness. You aren't trying to buy it. You aren't worried about what other people have and what you don't. You as an individual are going to spend less money. So then you as a couple are going to also be spending less money, which means that now that pool of funds to go towards the things that are the most important to you gets bigger. So you have more money to pay off debt, more money to save your emergency fund or save for your first home, more money to invest in retirement or real estate or just whatever it is that you want to do as a couple, however you want to design your life. There's more money to do that now because you're not so distracted by what you don't have and filling this void with a bunch of stuff that you're able to use your money more intentionally and aligned with your values as a couple, as a team. And like that is the whole point, right? That's the whole point of this whole podcast. That's the whole point of what we do with our clients, finding ways that we can really be more intentional with our money and align it with what we really want out of life. So this five minute little practice can actually help you do all of that as a couple. It's 
it's really amazing. And it might sound like unbelievable, but there's only one way for you to find out. (laughs) And that's for you to go and do it (laughs) and to get your spouse to do it with you and see how it has these ripple effects that will just really surprise you. Again, that's not all. I sound like I'm on an infomercial for a gratitude practice right now, but that's really not where it stops. Because again, with this gratitude practice, in terms of focusing on what your spouse is is really good at, what they bring to the table, all of the value and joy that they bring to your life, this is also actually going to help you increase trust. We talk a lot about trust on this podcast and the importance of building trust in your relationship when it comes to financial issues. And so if you're focusing on the things that your partner gets right, that's really going to hit on the competency side of building trust in your spouse and feeling like that they're competent at the tasks at hand, like they're able to actually do do things the right way, right? Then there's the integrity piece by saying, I appreciate that they always show up. I appreciate that they always do what they say they're going to do. All of these sorts of things, when we focus on that particularly in our gratitude practice, that can actually really help us to trust our spouse more by focusing on those positives. And again, that just has a really big impact on feeling safe enough to be able to manage money together, to feel like we can relinquish some control over what's happening with the money, to feel as though we're going to be taken care of with, and we're going to take care of each other. That's really, really important. Um, so gratitude can also help you with that. And then all of that together, it's just going to give you a better relationship. Just overall, you're going to be in a better place you're going to have more appreciation for one another. You're going to have more money. Things are going to be less stressful and you're going to be really moving toward that North Star goal that you have for your life as a couple. So it's absolutely imperative that if you don't have a gratitude practice right now, that you start. And if you can, absolutely get your spouse on board. But we're going to really quickly just walk through how to do that. So there's you're, you know, I think a lot of people, like we've talked about, a lot of people think that a gratitude practice is just thinking positive thoughts, <laughs> kind of, but it really can be more effective if done the right way. Right. So as we've alluded already, a gratitude practice doesn't have to take a lot of time. And all you need is a few minutes. Five minutes a day is all that you need to write down just some things that you're grateful for. And that's the next part is that you should really write this down in a journal on a piece of paper and then actually seeing what you wrote. I think that's the other part about writing it that's so valuable is that there's the brain-body connection, but then you you see what you wrote on the piece of paper, which what helps it sink in even more. But what do you really write about? What should you be grateful for? Well, that's totally up to you, but it really helps to focus on things that money can't buy, like fresh air and the sun shining or focusing on those basic necessities that money can buy, but we take for granted all the time, like the fact that we have clean water, fresh food on the tables every day, the fact that we have a safe place to live, but really focusing on these things are what make the gratitude practice so powerful and will then lead to all the benefits that we've talked about throughout the episode today, that if we focus on the things that money can't buy, like appreciating what my spouse does to me, then that's going to increase the happiness and satisfaction in our relationship. If I focus on the necessities and all the good that's in my life and I'm grateful for those things, then I'm not gonna be looking to seek outwardly to fulfill some sort of happiness that material things actually cannot fulfill for me. So having that gratitude practice will help you reduce the spending, have a better relationship, and give you all the other benefits that we've talked about today in this episode. Yeah, so as soon as you can, take five minutes out of your day, grab a pen and some paper and write down five things that you are grateful for that either money can't buy or really just those basic necessities, those basic human needs, and really just think about how fortunate you are to have those things. And then try to do it again tomorrow and see how this can add so much value into your life completely for free and make you happier overall. But that's everything we have for you in this episode. We hope that you enjoyed this. We hope that you found some value from this conversation. And if it meant a lot to you, 
We really hope that you would take just a moment and leave us a review either on Spotify or on Apple. If you can leave us a written review on Apple, that helps so much in pushing this positive message out to other people so that they can hear it too and that they can have a happier, more fulfilled life. And of course, if they didn't listen to it with you, make sure that you share this episode with your spouse so that they can get on board with the idea of having a gratitude practice as well. Maybe they can skip the resistance that both Dylan and I went through and learn from our mistakes. Do this a little bit sooner. And then even consider bringing it up at the dinner table on Thanksgiving and talking about this with your friends and family and sharing with them the importance of a gratitude practice outside of just this one really great day in the year, but on a daily basis. But that's all we have for you this week. And until next time, I'm Rebecca. And I'm Dylan. And and we're we're Rad Coaches. Coaches.